listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio. Send feedback via the contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy this program, please consider subscribing to our podcast for just $5 a month at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Mondays, it's the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals, it's the Blue Beetle. This episode originally aired on July 10th and 12th of 1940, and it's called Saved by Hair. down upon the underworld of Smash Ganglin comes the mysterious, all-powerful character who is a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone, but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk, but stronger than steel. Today's episode of the Fox feature, The Blue Beetle, is entitled, Saved by a Hair. In all large cities, and even in smaller communities, there are unfortunates who are trying to live down a single misstep. Having served time in jail for some crime, generally a first offense, they have been paroled, released from jail with part of their sentence unserved, given a chance to try again to make useful citizens of themselves. Parolees, they are called. One misstep while on parole and they may be returned to jail to serve out the full term of the sentence. Clever but heartless underworld characters have found the parolee a source of illicit income, and as a result, a widespread system of blackmail has sprung up. As our story opens, patrolman Dan Garrett, who in reality is the Blue Beetle, is discussing the matter with his friend and confidant, Dr. France. You see, Doc, a fellow's up against it when these underworld vultures begin to hover over him. Why, how do you mean, Danny? Well, let's take the case of Jim Horton. He got mixed up with a bunch of young hoodlums in the neighborhood where he lived and got caught one night running away from the scene of a store robbery. Was he one of the robbers? He claimed not, but the court found him guilty. He got five years. Oh, yes, yes. I, I remember the case now. Well, some friends and the parish priest got up a petition and presented it to the parole board. As a result, he was paroled with four years yet to serve. And what happened? His friends got him a pretty good job. But as soon as he got to work... The underworld got busy and tried to persuade him to come in with them and make some real money. Told him he'd never succeed honestly because of his prison record. Did he go in with them? No, no, he refused. Said he preferred to go straight. Ah, wise decision. Ordinarily, yes. But the gang wouldn't let him go straight. They wanted him to give them inside information about the place where he worked. They threatened to frame him and have his parole canceled so he'd be sent back to jail. 
but what can those gangsters hope to gain by such tactics? A recruit for their campaign of crime? Inside information about the place where the parolee works? Power over first offenders and so forth. And where is Horton now? Back in jail on a charge of robbery with a gun. Framed evidence, I'm certain. Hmm. Do you, uh, you consider the case big enough to enlist the services of the Blue Beetle? Any case that affects the welfare of the unfortunate is big enough to interest the Blue Beetle. And what are you going to do? I promised Mike Manigan I'd help him investigate this case. Jim Horton's father was a pal of Mike's before he died. And Mike is interested in helping Jim. Mm, I see. Well, if there's anything I can do to help Danny, you know I'll be glad to do it. Oh, thanks, Doc. Well, I'll see you later. I'm going to meet Manigan down at police headquarters. Will you be back later to change into your Blue Beetle chain armor and mask if anything develops? I've got it all here in this briefcase so I can make a quick change on the job. Well, be careful, Danny boy. I be will, careful. Doc. So long. Where are you heading for, Mike? The old Empire Warehouse is on Dock Street. What's down there? And I got a mysterious phone call from Joe Riley to meet him down there. He's been working on the Helen Downey kidnapping case. Oh, yes. She's the uh, daughter of the parole commissioner, isn't she? Uh, that's right. What's he found? And he didn't say. He just told me to meet him in front of the... Hey! Hey, look at that car coming. Say, here's where we make a pinch for speeding. Look out, Mike. Machine gun. Wait, what the... Manigan. Somebody fell or was pushed out of that speeding car. Pull over to the curb, Mike. Yeah. And them guys were shooting at us. Did they get you, Mike? No. How about you, Danny? Not a scratch, but it was close. Uh, you hop out and take a look at the body, Danny. Will I see if I can trail that other car? Never mind that car now, Mike. I've got the license number. Go phone for an ambulance while I look at this poor fellow. Okay. I'll be back in a minute. There's a drugstore on the corner. Joe Riley, bound and... Joe. Joe Riley. Can you hear me? It's Dan Garrett. Hello, Dan. Hello, Joe. Dan, tell Manigan. They made me phone him. Who made you phone? The Mulberry Hill gang. They've got the girl in the... Hey, Joe. Joe, where have they got the girl? Hmm. Dead. Who is it, Danny? The ambulance will be right. Hey, that's Joe Riley. It was Joe Riley. Dead? Yes. Who done it, did he say? Yes, the Mulberry Hill gang. That's the gang that hangs out in Gus Heinrich's bar and grill. Well, what's the matter, officer? Oh, oh, drunk. And a cop at that. He ain't drunk. He's, He's been shot. Shot? Say, I thought I heard some shots a while back. You see, here comes the ambulance, Mike. Stand back there, mister. Give him all the air he can get. Well, then he ain't yet. He's hurt badly. Somebody hurt, I guess. Yeah, it looks like a cop. Yeah. Stand back. Stand back now, all of you. Make way there. Over here with that stretcher. Oh, easy with him, boys. He's pretty weak from loss of blood. But, Dan, I thought you said... Don't let on, Mike. We may be able to learn more if the gang thinks Wiley's still alive. Buddy. Ginger ale. And what? And nothing. Just plain ginger ale. Uh, Dan Garrett's a policeman, Ed. <laughs> Policemen don't drink. Oh, yeah? Since when? Hello, Drummond. I see you're in civilian clothes, Garrett. 
Is this your night off? No, it's my uniform's night off. <laughs> Clever guy, Garrett. You should be on the radio. You think so? Yes. Oh, uh, say, I hear Joe Riley in your precinct got bumped off tonight. Your information must have come from the wrong source. Riley's still alive, and he's talking. Really? Hmm. Well, it's nice to have seen you. I'll be getting along. And by the way, Drummond. Yeah? How do you keep your hair so black and glossy? You know spring chicken. It's a special diet I have. Uh-huh. Spelled D-Y-E-I-T. Huh? <laughs> oh, boy, you sure are quick on the pickup. You're in the wrong business. Not for the kind of pickups I like to make. Well, if you pick up the culprits who shot Riley, recommend me as their lawyer. Anytime a crook needs a lawyer, you usually get the business, Drummond. If the price is right. Hello? Yeah, this is Hanix. Hello, Drummond. What's that? Riley ain't dead. What? Dan Garrett? The cop? Oh, sure, sure, I bet. I'll get some of the boys down there right away and we'll take the girl to a new hideout. Sure, sure, right away. The Blue Beetle. Yes, the Blue Beetle. What do you want? I ain't hiring no entertainers for my cafe. Whom do you hire to do your kidnapping? What? Oh, so Joe Riley... Caught plenty. And so did you over that phone just now. I don't know nothing. You'd better learn something mighty quick. The Blue Beetle doesn't waste time. You got nothing on me. I am a respectable cafe owner. Come out from behind that desk, Heinrichs, before I blast you with my magic no, ray. No, 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 that's take it easy, Blue Beetle. I don't know nothing about your right. Where have you hidden Commissioner Downey's daughter? I don't know nothing. Of... Come on, speak up before I tear you apart. Who shot Riley and kidnapped Helen Downey? I don't know nothing. Get up or I'll give you some more of the same. I can't tell you. The big boss will kill me. Come on, get up on your feet. You're going to tell me what I want to know. What's the matter, Gus? Say, it's the Blue Beetle. Hey, Eddie, give me that bottle. Stand where you are, or I'll... Ah, got him. Got the Blue Beetle with this paperweight. That's good work, Gus. He's out cold. What'll we do with him? Tie him up. We'll take him out to the old... Hello? Who? Yeah. What? Joe Riley was already dead when the ambulance picked him up. Then he didn't talk. Good. What? Mannigan is on this day over here? What about? Oh, my license plate on the murder car. <laughs> Say, I fixed that. Okay. Goodbye. What's the matter, Gus? The mouthpiece just phoned. Now, look, Nosey. Mike Mannigan is on his way over here. You get my sedan. Drive it out to Lover's Leap and run it off the cliff into the sea. You got it? Yeah, but Be what... sure to take off the license plate first and destroy them. Also take one license plate for my roadster. But what's the idea? I'll say the murderers of Joe Riley must have stolen one of my license plates and used it on their car. Hey, the copper. What about the blue beetle here? I'll take care of him. Beat it, Nosey. Out the back way. Just a minute. Just a minute. I'm coming. First, I'll open the safe and make this look like a robbery. Oh, oh, it's you, Officer Mannequin. Come in. Hey, I'm want glad to you came. You, Heinrich. I want to talk to you about Joe Riley's murder. Yeah? Your license plates are on the car. Hey, who's that on the floor? That's a little present for you, Mannigan, with my compliments. The Blue Beetle, will I be... What's he doing here? I caught him robbing my safe, and I overpowered him. He's all yours, Mannigan. A suitable reward for a brave and capable guardian of the law.
What will happen to the Blue Beetle now? Will he be taken to police headquarters and unmasked? Or will he escape and pick up the trail of the murderous kidnappers? Is there some connection between the kidnapping of the parole commissioner's daughter and the parole racket? These questions will be answered in the next episode of The Blue Beetle. Copyrighted Fox feature, appearing in Mystery Men Comics Magazine and the Blue Beetle Magazine. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspapers. And don't forget to listen in to The Blue Beetle. the underworld to smash gangland comes the mysterious, all-powerful character who is a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. In reality, Dan Garrett, a rookie patrolman, loved by everyone, but suspected by none of being the Blue Beetle. As the Blue Beetle, he hides behind a strange mask and a suit of impenetrable blue chain armor, flexible as silk, but stronger than steel. Today's episode of the Fox feature, The Blue Beetle, is the second part of a story entitled Saved by a Hair. In the first part of the story, Patrolman Dan Garrett has taken on the investigation of the parole racket in an effort to save Jim Horton, the son of a friend of Mike Manigan, from a long term in jail. The body of Officer Joe Riley, investigating the kidnapping of Parole Commissioner Downey's daughter, Helen, has been tossed out of a fleeing sedan. The license number of the murder car leads to Gus Heinrichs, cafe owner. While questioning Heinrichs, Dan Garrett, in his Blue Beetle disguise, is temporarily stunned by a blow on the head. Nosy, one of Heinrichs' henchmen, has been sent to cover up the murder trail by running Heinrichs to Dan off a cliff into the sea at Lover's Leap. As the episode ended, Heinrichs was turning over to Officer Manigan the unconscious body of the Blue Beetle. As our story opens today, Manigan, still in Heinrichs' office, is questioning him about the murder, Sedan. Now, what about this license number I have here? I'm sure I don't know anything about it. It's your number, ain't it? Yeah, it's my number. But the license plate must have been stolen from my car. Well, where is your car now? In the garage, back up my office here. Well, suppose we have a look. Well, what about the blue beetle on the floor there? No, he's still unconscious. He'll stay there till we get back. I've handcuffed him to the radiator pipe. All right, then this way. I have a passageway connecting with my private garage. Well, go ahead, I'll follow you, but no monkey business. 
So I'm unconscious, am I? <laughs> I've just been playing possum. Now to burn these handcuffs off with my magic ray. There. Now to catch Nosey with Heinrich's other car, the murder car. Before he runs it off, lovers leap into the sea. I'll need that car for evidence. Maybe I can pick up the kidnap trail from Nosey. Looks like the murder car ahead. Only one man in it. It must be Nosey. Yes, he's turned off on the road to Lover's Leap. I'll have to step on it. Here we go. Now, ah, this motorcycle can certainly travel. All right, Nosey. Pull up. Just me. No motorcycle cop's going to stop me. This is no motorcycle cop. It's the Blue Beetle. And he's going to nip. Hey, get off this running water. Put on those brakes. Put on those brakes, quick. We'll both go over Lover's Leap together. Uh, maybe you're going, but not me, brother. I'm oh, no, you don't. You're staying with me. Put on those brakes. It's too late. We're headed right for the cliff. Let me out of here. Let me you're out You're going where I go, Nosey. I hope you can swim, because here we go. Dominican, I hope you are satisfied. Not completely. I'll continue with my investigations elsewhere. Good. And don't forget to pick up the Blue Beetle in my office. Oh, I'll pick him up, all right. It'll sure be a feather in my cap. Well, here we are at my office. You tell the DA I'm at his service to testify against the Blue Beetle any time. Where, where is the Blue Beetle? He's lying right there. Yeah, but he is now. And here's me handcuffs going right through. This is serious. We've got to catch that thief. Yes, but how? He's a slippery one, that blue beetle. That's your job, Mannigan. Better get busy or I'll report you to the commissioner for negligence. No wonder our city is overrun with crooks. What we need is better police protection. Commissioner Downey speaking. This is the Blue Beetle, Commissioner. The Blue Beetle? Yes. I think I've located your daughter. You have? Where is she? She's being held prisoner at the old sawmill. How do you know? I rescued one of the kidnapped gang from drowning. And the car he was driving went over the cliff at Lover's Leap. He confessed to me. Fine work. I'll have the police on the trail right away. Just a minute, Commissioner. Don't do that, please. Well, what is this, a joke? If it is, I'll have every police officer in the city on your trail. I'll... Oh, wait. Listen to me. Well? There's a chance of rescuing your daughter and apprehending a lot of crooks if this matter is handled right. What do you mean, handled right? Now, first, tell me, have you received any ransom demands from the kidnappers? No, not a word of any kind. Have you anything that might be of value to a gang of crooks? No, not that I can think of. Any papers of any sort that might be of value to the wrong people? Only the parole records and recommendations, a list of prospective parolees. Where are they? In my safe here at home. That's the answer. This whole thing ties up with the parole racket. What do you mean? The kidnappers are after those papers. Who knows the combination of your safe beside yourself? Only my daughter. That's why they're holding her. To make her divulge the combination of your safe. They plan to steal those papers and blackmail every man that's out on parole 
or who may be later released on parole. Why, I never heard of such a fantastic plan. I'll call the police commissioner and... Listen, Commissioner Downey, if you do that, you'll scare these rats underground. What do you advise, Blue Beetle? Set no guards around your house at all. Move to a hotel right away. But I'll leave everything to me, Commissioner. The Blue Beetle will have these crooks rounded up before dawn. Look, Miss Downey, we want the combination of your father's safe. I won't tell you. I'm sure you will, Miss Downey. Squint. Yeah, boy. Start the saw going. Right. Run along through. You hear that, Miss Downey? Yes, I heard it. What about it? Just imagine yourself bound to a log being run through like a glass log. Why, you fiend, you wouldn't dare to... There? Squint. Yeah, boy. Shut off the motor. Give me a hand here, but Miss Downey. All right. You take our feet. I'll take our heads. You dare touch me, and I'll scream the whole world down around your ears. You go ahead and scream. No one will hear you out here. We are miles away from civilization in the woods here. Pick out up, Squint. Right. Well, Help! Save me! Oh, such gag! I mean, no, don't stare at a woman's yelling. I heard to that log on the saw rack while I stick this gag in the mouth. Yeah. Help! Now, Miss Downey, one last chance. Will you tell me the combination of your father's safe? Shake your head. Yes or no? All right, that's your last chance. Nobody knows you're here. Nobody knows we're here. Start the saw, Spence. Oh, hold it, Spence. So, you're ready to talk, Miss Downey. Another foot and it would have been too late. Remove the gag, Spence. Right, boss. Good. There. Now, Miss Downey, the combination. Uh, dial left to seven. Right to twelve. Then left twice to eight. And she's fainted, boss. What'll I do with her? We got what they wanted. We will let her go. She'll squeal. Now, start your stall and let's beat it. Right, boss. Hey, hey what's that noise? The blue beetle. Stop that motor or I'll blast you. What'll I do, boss? Get away from that motor. Oh. That puts you out of the running squint. Now for you, Heinrichs. Where are you? Oh, there you go. Well, I'll get you later. The Blue Beetle's going to nip the whole gang of murderers, kidnappers, and racketeers. Left seven. Right twelve. And left twice to eight. There. And now? The last scene of the play, Heinrich. The Blue Beetle? Yes, and he's going to nip. Not this time, Blue Beetle. Drummond, the mouthpiece, Gangland's famous old man counselor at law, who dyes his hair to keep him young looking. I may be old, but I know my business. The law's never caught up with me yet, and they never will. I'm too clever for them. You're not dealing with the law now. You're facing the Blue Beetle. But the Blue Beetle will never nip again. Put down that gun, Drummond. Not till I wipe out you and Heinrich. Not me, Drummond. I didn't feel... No, but you were trying to double-cross me. So here's one for you, Heinrich. And one for you, Blue Beetle. Drummond, your hair, it's turning white. White? My beautiful black hair turning white? Oh. That's for you, Drummond. Never turn your eyes from your opponent if you want to win your point. You vain old man. 
Your hair was your undoing and my salvation. Here comes the law for you, you crooks. They'll put you where you can't prey on poor unfortunates like Jim Horton. Your parole racket is smashed. The Blue Beetle job is done. And so the Blue Beetle smashed another racket and won another battle in his crusade against crime. The moral of this story is that neither experience nor intelligence is proof against right and good. History proves that, in the long run, right always triumphs. Further adventures of the Blue Beetle will be dramatized in the next episode of the Blue Beetle. copyrighted box feature, appearing in Mystery Men Comics Magazine and the Blue Beetle Magazine. The Blue Beetle is on the air twice a week on this same station. Consult the broadcast schedule in your local newspaper. And don't forget to listen in to The Blue Beetle. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. You know, before the Blue Beetle revealed that he was just faking his unconsciousness, I was prepared to talk about how his armor would stop bullets but could do nothing to shield him from a bottle. But it seems I got a little heated for nothing. But seriously, the title of this one was just, well, lame. I mean, granted, I guess it was true, but that's lame, too. I mean, he was saved because the crook was too vain. I mean, give me a break. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Spotify, Apple, or Google. We're also on Stitcher, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio or by listening right from our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. If you enjoy our program, please make sure you rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so by visiting iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Tomorrow we'll play a new episode of My Favorite Husband starring Lucille Ball and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off. <laughs>